1: Latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader, twelve twenty KDOW.
2: Welcome in, come in, and 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 Rob Black and everybody. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Stock market and summer doldrums, maybe? Could be. Could be. It's uh, We're moving towards the month of July. We're not quite there yet, but we're moving towards it. And as we do, eh, people go on vacation. But that doesn't mean the market goes on vacation, right? A lot of CEOs are saying tariffs will cause significant harm. ...to their businesses. That's a good thing to say, even if it's not true. Or even though it may be tough to quantify at this point in time. In large part because it gives you a little bit of wiggle room. You kind of under-promise and try to over-deliver. It's a, kind of a tactic of Wall Street. We're seeing the markets mixed out of the start of the gate today. No major news this weekend... Although I heard Art Cashin, who I've been following around for 20-plus uh, years, he used to write an article that started every morning off called Cashin's Call. He said something pretty interesting. He said, we're one tweet away from a 10% rally, or one tweet away from a 10% pullback. And kind of that's what's been moving the market since May. In May, we got that things don't look good on the trade pact tweet. We went down about 8%, and then... In June, we get the things are looking up. We also got the federal reserves around the world, banking reserve, uh, presidents around the world kind of coordinatingly say things are, you know, we're going to do what we can because things are tough out there. A mess. It's a mess. So now, obviously, tariffs are going to hit some companies worse than others. One industry that it's going to hit the hardest would be toy companies. You probably remember being a child. Hopefully you do. Hopefully you remember looking at the back of your video games or toys or matchbox cars or what have you. And it said made in Japan. And then it was made in Taiwan. Made in Vietnam. Made in China. So you've seen that. So toy companies, the companies that do things like Play-Doh and Monopoly, they're saying basically tariffs are just hitting them at the wrong, wrong time. Not only are they facing problems with kids and you know modern parenting, but there's also that tie into a lot of their goods are made overseas. So we're waiting for the G20 summit at the end of the week. That's probably going to be the market mover. The S and P 500 is already up seven percent this month, so we can't expect much, much more. President Trump and President Xi are expected to meet at the summit, but many analysts according to Reuters aren't expecting any meaningful trade agreement to be worked out. China's vice commerce minister said that negotiators from both sides are having discussions and reiterated that both sides should make compromises for a deal. Caesars Entertainment is in the news. Up 13.9% after the company confirmed it will merge with El Dorado Resorts for uh a deal kind of about $8.6 billion. The big entertainment companies like Caesars have big exposure into Macau, China. So they too have that kind of play going on. 10-year treasury sits at (laughs) 2.03%. I do do like the gong. I got to be honest with you, I do like the gong. One of my friend's mother's would hit a gong when it was time for dinner. She wasn't Asian. But that was her thing. Kraft Heinz, according to President Trump, no, not according to President Trump, according to me, is a mess right now. Um, And it's tough to figure out how and why, because you've seen companies like Mondelez do okay, but Kraft Heinz, just struggling. Um, It's... A lot like Sears, just struggling. You can't buy a stock that's just having cash flow problems.
3: That's terrible. A company
2: like Kraft, Kraft Heinz can't have cash flow problems. Again, they do. $15 billion right down to the Kraft and Oscar Mayer trademarks, a depleted culprit culture, an awful stock price, a subpoena from the U.S. Securities Exchange Commission related to investigation and its accounting practices. Stocks crashed fifty percent of the past year as it struggles. Have seen investors packing. Um, when you look at companies like General Mills and PepsiCo and Coca Cola, you just see massive underinvestment from Kraft Heinz and the category. I am not going to say they got what they deserved, but um, it, something's just not right there. It's kind of like you know when your spouse goes to the bathroom and you smell it, and you are like, oh. And she goes, don't even go in there. Don't go in there. And you're like, I already smelt it. Something's just not right at Craft Times. Just throwing it out there for you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, some of the top stories. Toy Story didn't quite do as well as The Incredibles 2. The new Toy Story movie, and it's not time to like say give up on Disney, but uh, they kind of need to, how shall we say, come up with some more franchises. Toy Story four hauled in 118 million in its debut; it's the third highest debut of 2019, the highest debut of any Toy Story film. Toy Story four fell short of expectations; it was expected to make about 150 million. Made only $118 million. Now, I can't complain personally, you know that, right? Like, I'm not... $118 million is quite a haul If I were to make a movie, I'd probably pull in like $19.90 Toy Story 4 Had an okay, you know, play in Mexico, $23 million. An okay play in the UK, $15 million, 13 more million in China There's been a lot of bad movies this summer. I know you're saying summer. It feels like it just started. Godzilla King of the Monsters, Men in Black International. I even the previous don't even look interesting in Men in Black International, right? Dark Phoenix, all struggled. So, Toy Story three pulled in 110 million. Let me show you the numbers. Toy Story the first one pulled in 29 million on its opening weekend. 29 million. Toy Story 2 pulled in 57 million on its opening weekend. Toy Story 3 pulled in 110 million. Toy Story 4, you saw those numbers like double from two, 1 to 2, 2 to 3. Just another 8 million. Now again, maybe we're tapped out a little bit. Disney's Aladdin had the fourth biggest opening in the US with a $91 million debut. Um, next highest opening was Universal's Us. So it's been kind of, you know, obviously Captain Marvel did well, and Avengers Endgame did quite well. Uh, <laughs> Avengers Endgame did quite well. $357 million in its debut weekend. So these are pretty significant numbers. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up in the month of July. You can learn more by going to Rob Black's show. It's a Rob Black show. It's going to be in Palo Alto. It's going to be a big event. You can sign up for it at robloxshow.com and use the code radio25 to get it for free. Hope to see you there.
1: Making financial sense of your portfolio Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW
2: Welcome back again Rob Black and your money I'm Rob Black Talking all things financial Money investing and more Planet Fitness And Peloton Two very fitness oriented kind of stocks I'm getting you pumped up one of the most dated things i could say about the fitness industry if you ever get a chance to see buns of steel it shows you that for years and years and years you could probably only get buns of steel on vhs tape i doubt maybe on maybe on youtube that was a 30 month dollar gem kind of thing in our life that we went through Look, grunt ah. Drop the heavy barbells on the ground clank 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 right Get a chilled towel with a chatty trainer. Yeah, that was real good. Oh god. So now it's much more boutiquey. <laughs> much, much nicer. Uh, and there's some money in, in there's some big dollars here to be talked about. Spin boutiques like flywheel sports and soul cycle have caught on and that's disruptive you know what we thought of as a gem has changed what we thought of as a workout has changed it's almost like a motivational speaker slash boutique lighting slash you know cafe espresso slash experience now Planet Fitness pioneered a ten dollars a month gym model that turns profits and allows for rapid expansion. Company went public four years ago, sixteen dollars a share. Four years ago, sixteen dollars a share today, seventy eight dollars a share. Not too shabby. Peloton Interactive sells two thousand dollar stationary bikes. I know you are saying it doesn't even go anywhere for two thousand dollars. You would expect it to have a motor and, and take you somewhere, right? Ah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's got a big video screen, and it streams live classes and recorded rides for 39 dollars a month. So not only do you pay 2,000 bucks for a bicycle. I told you last week I was going to do some homework on this. But then you pay 39 dollars a month to get the classes. And you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own house. And it actually kind of looks dig like a. It? a, a Can you dig it? it looks like a pretty nice piece of furniture, all things considered. So, Peloton Interactive is a $4 billion company. It's filed for an IPO. Do you remember um, watching late-night commercial and you'd see a Nautilus? You're like, I could do that. Look, it's got that resistive training. And, like, it's got rubber bands or something. I don't know. But Bowflex machines, Nautilus. Then there's uh, another gym company called Town Sports International. And... That trades at $2 a share. Both kind of stink. Both kind of are sucking it. Both are kind of flabby in the world of fitness. So Planet Fitness has been called the Amazon of gyms. It's got a low price threat to the industry. Peloton is sometimes called the Netflix of cycling for its subscription model. Um... Stop and think of that for Uno Momentero, the Netflix of cycling. Subscription model for fitness into your home. So Best Buy last week kind of had a, they're like, hey, we want people to come into our stores. And they're going to be selling a flywheel similar to Peloton. So similar that there's a lawsuit saying that you're too similar to us. And they're also going to sell Hydro, a rower with Peloton-like pricing. More than 500 filmed workouts. Best Buy will try its hand selling post-workout devices, too. Recovery systems. Um, that's a big thing right now. One of the things that they're going to sell is, essentially, it's called Norma Tech Recovery. And they're essentially imagine kind of kind of bloated ski pants that you put on and it kind of gives you compression pulsing kind of things that go on thirteen hundred dollars for a compressing massaging pant experience I know you're saying wow this is a thing Whoa! now best Buy, best buy is kind of like the backdoor play versus plant mind of fitness But Planet Fitness trades at 50 times earnings. Best Buy trades at 12 times earnings. So you kind of see where some people will say, we don't know about Peloton yet, but we know it's going to be sexy and exciting. So how do you play it? Um, It's really kind of tough to say right now. The user base in Planet Fitness is expanding from old... Young, very fit, not fit, well-off, budget-conscious. It's all over the place. So franchising keeps Planet Fitness's capital needs low and free cash flow plentiful. I don't know any franchisees at Planet Fitness, but it would be interesting to talk to one. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if anyone knows anyone. Set them up with a phone call with Rob. So a cut of the membership fees goes towards national advertising, which creates a virtuous cycle of growth and awareness. Um, franchising is very very difficult in my opinion to pull off I know a lot of people who their dream is to you know make X amount of dollars and then open up like a 7-Eleven franchise and I know people who have opened up subway franchises that in the end was a massive regret of theirs because they end up basically having their wife and kids working at the store because labor is expensive, and it's tough to find great labor. Franchising keeps Planet Fitness's capital needs low, um, so they spend, you know, this year on market 150 million, next year 200 million. Planet Fitness' goal is to more than double its number of gyms to $4,000. they are getting a lot of convenient real estate as retailers are shutting down across malls. So a black card membership with the company costs $23 a month and allows entrance to any location. More than half the members have upgraded to that more expensive option versus the $10 option. You travel, you kind of want to jump in. Peloton enjoys a network effect as well. So... When I think of Peloton, I just think of spandex. And... It's kind of, I don't know. I had a friend who had a heart issue, and he's uh peloton he's Pelotoning it up all the time. And I would be careful, because... We're a pretty fickle-natured na- country. And to compare Peloton to Netflix is obvious, because of the subscription model. But maybe not the stickiness of it. Um makes me feel like I should start a Taibo class and do it online or something like that. And you're saying, no. Stick with what you know, Rob. You don't look like you can even do Taibo for two seconds. And I can't. But it'll be kind of a burlesque show. (laughs) It'll be so bad, it's good kind of thing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. We're talking fitness. Peloton coming public. Best Buy backdoor play on the fitness model. Planet Fitness, ticker symbol PLNT. Needs a correction, but... It's a franchise very profitable business to be the franchiser not not the franchisee
1: Your comments and questions are always welcome Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW
2: From talking fitness stocks, let's talk stocks that'll get you fat. Because they kind of work together, right? They kind of do if you think about it. McDonald's. I like McDonald's as a stock investment. In large part, it's not dramatic. I learned a long time ago when I was a dating man that be careful on um, be careful on some of these issues um, when when you're a dating man the more dramatic the person is on the first or second date run you kind of want to see their normal not their crazy the crazy you may fall in love with, the crazy may go you mean your last boyfriend treated you bad I'll treat you good like you kind of become a hero in your own head and that can be a bit of a problem. So one of the stocks that I like has very low volatility and it's McDonald's. I can go through tons of these if you wanted to. American States Water. Have you looked at your water bill? It seems to be nothing but creeping higher. Duke Energy, same thought. Aflac Insurance, AFL, same thing. But for some reason in my head I like McDonald's. And I like talking about it because it's something that I think it's easy for us to all get into. If you take a look in the last year, the stock has crept from uh, about 156 up to 204. And that may not be very Netflixian. Like it feels like Netflix can move more than that in a day, right? That's a damn good return.
3: Right.
2: This year it's up 15%. They're out telling a story. And for the record, Happy Meals are four decades old. Stop and think about that for uno momentero. That's crazy. McDonald's is finding Americans have a happy, healthy appetite for fresh beef.
3: Get in my belly!
2: It's been about a year since it swapped Frozen for fresh beef in the Quarter Pounder, and they said their sales are up 30% on the iconic burger. So... The burgers are hotter and juicier than frozen beef. Wendy's, Culver's, Five Guys, One Burger, Shake Shack, In and Out Burger, Smash Burger all have fresh, not frozen beef. And it's worthy of note. That's what the consumer wants. McDonald's is okay. Now, they still have some things to figure out. Um, you know, there's some technical issues still plaguing fresh beef in Alaska, Hawaii. And other, you know, areas like the U.S. territories overseas. But the transition to fresh beef was the most significant change since they did the all-day breakfast. They tend to do things very slowly. And that's why we're going to be, I'm going to be paying very close attention to what they do with the veggie burger, or the incredible burger, or the whatever burger it is beyond meat burger. Is it finger looking good? Mmm. KFC's got a new dangerously cheesy Cheeto sandwich. And you just go, why? Why? Do we need a Cheetos cheesy chicken sandwich?
0: Why?
2: Exactly. With that being said, uh, McDonald's sales up 30% on the fresh meat versus the frozen patty. Not too shabby. Pretty smart company. Take a look at them. Consult Burger Buyers for taking the action on your stock bench on the show. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Now, <laughs> Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. Let's welcome NCFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He is our financial planning, our house financial planner for the show, Rob Black and Your Money. Headline reads A robotic toilet called the Numi. It retails for $6,400. It's a huge hit in China. The Numi uses motion detectors and remote control to open and close its seat to flush. It also features leg warming, porcelain, built in stereo system, and three bidet settings. $6,400. Now, I want it, but I know that I shouldn't. It's like I want a BMW, but I know that I shouldn't. Uh, expense, <laughs> expensive
3: toys. Well, it sounds like a crappy investment to me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the setup. <laughs> You'll
2: be here all weekend long. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Um, no, again... It's funny, in hindsight, don't you wish you can go back and, and talk to yourself and say, no, no, don't do that. Don't buy. Like For some reason, I wanted an Xbox 360. I wanted to see the technology. I wanted to like make sure that you know if we're going to talk about investing in the Sony PlayStation 3 versus Xbox, it, it's a toy. It's a, it's a $300 waste of money for me. It's something, that, you know, I don't even like console gaming, but I wanted to check it out just so I knew that I could, that it could talk about it. Um, because you know now the Xbox is super big in the living room, and people are using Xbox to actually watch videos more so than play video games. Sure. So you know, I, I got some money's worth from it, but expensive toys they they're a downfall for our society. They're a reason we don't save enough for retirement.
3: They gotta have. So, I mean, it, it's kind of a big problem in China right now too. You know, and as they're trying to get to a more consumer based economy, there, um, people are saving and saving and saving so they can get that next smartphone. What's going to happen to the Chinese population? Are they going to save? Or will the communist side of their government end up taking care of them in retirement? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how China plays out over the next couple of decades.
2: I suppose I'm almost agreeing with Susie Orman. She's got that segment on, can I afford it? Mm-hmm. And she basically tries to get the white trashiest people on the planet to call in and say, you know, Suze, I want to get a, you know, something that's just way out of there, like a, a, a Rolex. Like you should consider a Rolex when you've got a million dollars saved, but not a moment before that.
3: Yeah, I mean it's again it's if you're going for depreciating assets before you've maxed out your 401k to the seventeen thousand five hundred level. Yeah, you've got problems, and you're going to work till the day you die or be miserable in retirement.
2: It's funny because actually I'll tell people if you're going to buy a a, a, a Rolex, buy a Rolex. Don't buy a four hundred dollar watch. Buy a Rolex because Rolexes will actually retail for what you paid for sometimes, but not often. But sometimes. So what's the most expensive toy you've ever bought that you regret?
3: Boy. I don't you know, I think it's just Oh, this is I so, always I always regret cars that I've bought. So I bought my current car I bought used, but the the one new car that I bought just you know, it was a depreciating asset. It felt terrible that you know that buyer's remorse that you get two weeks later? Then your kids eat in the car after you've spent a year not letting them eat in the car and then all of a sudden it just it's a mess all the time, that kind of a thing. So I think true. it's always cars for me. Okay. I don't buy a lot of toys because I like activities. So Okay, but your kids, do you do anything you regret buying them? <laughs> yeah. My uh, nine-year-old is a Lego nut. Right. And so um, for a, I can't remember what it was think like, a report card or something else, he got an $80 Lego set. Right. 80 bucks that I spent on my kid for Legos. They're sure. expensive. Okay. And I said, you need to put this together the right way per the directions. <laughs> and uh if you do, I'll I'll I will buy you another one next time. And he did it, but the second one he didn't put together. It's just in a big pile on the table, you know, and it's just a wasted eighty dollar Lego kit.
2: Okay, so you got him a Lego kit, and then you insisted that he he build what was on the cover of the Lego kit.
3: Well, yeah, these Lego kits. I mean, they they have you know thirty page instruction booklets to build a city, like for Indiana Jones or Ninjago. Okay. Nin, what, what is Ninjago? Ninjago is the latest craze in Legos. It's like these types of ninjas okay. that are Legos. Yeah, kids, kids love them. I learned there's
2: Japanese Legos that are different than American Legos.
3: <laughs>
2: I won't tell your kid that because maybe and Legos launched
3: leg. a whole form of Legos for girls too. That I guess is kind of a flop, but we'll
2: see. Which Legos are they? They already are for girls. It's I mean how in, insulting that you have to make them pink to make them for girls. Yeah. So anything else? Um, well, you know, I can tell you areas where I've wasted money that I wish I could go back. Love. I can't tell you how many bottles of wine that I've spent too much money on trying to get her, you know, to be impressed by me. Yeah. yeah. Um, jewelry. I think, you know, there's no woman on the planet could tell the difference between a diamond and a cubic
3: zirconium. Go cubic zirconium, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, because the other woman can't tell either. That's right. So,
3: get some jewelry. Going back in time, I guess it would have been a postnuptial agreement. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wish I would have spent money on, that I didn't. Awesome.
2: So, the segment is look at the things you're spending money on. Question the things you're spending money on. You know, does your kid need his own little iPad? Probably not. Does he need a new iPad? Probably not. Can he get the iPad 1 and get by and live and not die? Probably so. And for your kids, you probably could have got a bitching set of Legos off Craigslist. You probably
3: didn't have to go... But well, that's buy- the thing, is that you can buy all that stuff used. If it was going to end up in a pile of Legos, uh, could have bought a whole bunch used.
2: I saw a new business, and I'll keep this short. It's for 20-year-old girls that basically... You give three bosses to another girl after you're done with three bosses, and it's like swapping a clothes. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I don't know if it's practical in reality, but um, I love the ideas. And they're doing the same thing with kids' toys, where you can basically... It's kind of like a Netflix. For 20 bucks a month, we'll send you you know, three sets of toys for your kids. You send them back, we'll send you more sets of toys.
3: Thomas the Tank Engine. That's where I wasted, you know, spend a ton of money on for my kids. Thomas the Tank. Yep. I think it was uh,
2: Thomas the Train, but that's neither here nor there. You're listening to... CFP Chad Burton, you can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. It is a tank engine, as it turns out, years later. But I don't even know what that means. So those are things that um those are big regrets people have. Spending a ton of money on your kids, toys, then not repurposing them correctly. And uh tons of money and how fast they grow out of them. And it's kind of funny, you can actually taunt your kid now by playing Thomas the Tank music. And he's like, turn it off, turn it off! How do you think we felt when you were like two or three, bud? I deserve a little respect, my little eight-year-old. twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. I'm going to go over some of the top stocks of the day when we come back. Big event coming up in Palo Alto in the month of July. You can sign up for the event at RobBlackShow.com. Use code radio25 to get in L-free.
3: Now I'm floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. I my stripes. So I went from zero to my own hero. You helped me. Shake the ground You held me down But I got up Get ready Cause I've had enough I see it all I see it all. I never knew anybody Until I knew you I never knew anybody Until
2: I knew you I know it And it raised all it was I
3: know I was born to be
1: yours Visit Rob Black online At robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Developing story. Ulta Beauty shares fall after Amazon unveiled a beauty store for professionals. Beauty is my business. I like making people beautiful. So Ulta Beauty and Sally Beauty dropped today. After Amazon launched its own beauty store for professionals. E-commerce giant. Are they a giant or are they even bigger than a giant? Monolith Amazon. Open the Amazon professional beauty store to offer professional stylists, barbers, and estheticians beauty supplies typically found in salons and stores, spas.
1: Jeff Bezos is watching you.
2: I told you this could happen. Um, as I drive around... Kind of more some of the more rural areas. I keep seeing these Ulta beauties, and they're in big, big malls. And it, it didn't really dawn on me until I learned that one of the Jenner kids, um, the one who's a billionaire, was selling like a lip kit at it. And I was like, "Ooh, that's what it's all about." Stylists can find more of what they need at great prices with convenient delivery options, freeing up their time to focus on what's important: their customers. So, once again, Amazon can get into any business. One of my friends likes to play slots. I'm like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. He goes, at a blackjack table, if you have $100, you can make 200 But he goes, at a slot machine, if you have a dollar, you can make a million. And I'm like, okay. You've got something to whack in your head, but Okay. <laughs> Caesars Entertainment, the casino operator, stock up today after Caesars agreed to be bought out by Eldorado Results Resorts. Resorts. Um, so, Caesars Entertainment up big today. Duncan Brands got an upgrade to outperform from neutral. Analysts upgraded his price target on the stock to ninety-two dollars a share from seventy-six dollars a share. Why own Duncan Brands when you can own Starbucks? Some people swear by Dunkin'. They got better coffee. But why own shares of Dunkin' when you can have... Eight? That's just my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. Starbucks having a very, very good year. Best year in a long time for Starbucks. Hostess Brands. Oh, ho 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 We're talking Ho-Hos! We're talking Ding Dongs! Hostess Brands was upgraded to buy from Neutral. Analyst cited accelerating sales, acquisition of Chicago bakery facility, strong free cash flow. Do you remember the Hostess um, cinnamon buns or sugar bun or whatever cinnamon rolls? Man, that thing was just it. It just had pure sugar melted on the top of it, but I could still taste it. I haven't had one in thirty-five years. It feels like at least Spotify Technologies, also known as a music streamer, right? They're stock down after Evercore downgraded to underperform from inline. Um, and ultimately, what the analyst said, we simply don't see a path for the company to generate the level of gross profit demanded by Wall Street estimates over the medium term. It's tough business. Um, one of the more intriguing plays on music was a couple years ago, um, there was a company that was trying to be a better mp3 or better streamed version a higher quality and that it, it would be kind of like vinyl listening to vinyl versus listening to digital music and that didn't catch on so in the end do we have that refined of ears or do we want kind of a price point that we're comfortable with International paper shares down after being downgraded today to equal weight from overweight. Analysts said the downgrade reflects uncertainty around container board pricing. International paper is a play on packaged goods. Stop and think about that for one second. They basically make boxes. And you're like, well, that doesn't sound like a big technology. They're dominant what they do. They're the Godzilla of boxes. They're the Godzilla of paper in your office. They're the Godzilla of paper products. Um, Don't own it, but I certainly see a reason why someone would want to. Elsewhere in the news, American Airlines CEO says politics is going to be a factor in the return of the Boeing 737 MAX. Kind of warning that it's going to take a little bit longer for Boeing to get clearance from the FAA, because the United States doesn't want to be the only aviation um, agency to raise it. They want kind of like two or three other big ones all at the same time saying the planes are safe. The United States. Thank you, Donald.
0: Uh,
2: an analyst at Moffat Nathanson trimmed his price target on the tech giant stock Alphabet Google to $1,250 a share from $1,290, citing a growing lack of conviction that Google could maintain their historic 20% plus revenue growth. They just got out of... Um, you're not going to be doing tablets anymore. No more new tablets out of Google. They just basically said, we give up. Which is kind of interesting because Microsoft said over the weekend, Bill Gates, he's still on the board of Microsoft. So he's not running the company, but he still talks about it. He said, biggest mistake we made was not coming up with the uh, operating system that Google did for phones. He said, if, if Microsoft had that, we'd be worth another you know, $400 billion. Microsoft was a little late to the party the app developers would develop the app for him and then just leave. So, uh, interesting that Bill Gates has a $400 billion mistake under his wing that he feels comfortable to admit. And uh, he said, we failed to develop an operating system for phones that could have been second to Apple's. Because there's only two. He says, there's Apple's and there's one more. We could have been that. We were certainly in the position for it. Electronic Arts is the stock best idea for a company called stevens they said apex legends 2 is gonna release on july 2nd look for battlefield uh not battlefield oh battle royale Fortnite to come up with something right around july 1st to try to one step ahead apex legends but this analyst says it's a huge opportunity to capture some momentum with season two i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more